Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, April 25th, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity entertainment news on Meek Mill, Prince, Allison Mack, DJ Avicii, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say... He's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. To buy your home, you became a house-hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto Like the Shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly cloudy 57 degrees. Before I get started with the first show or story of the day, I want to give a shout out to all my listeners who are tuning in on the phone lines and the chat room. Thanks again for joining me here on a Wednesday afternoon. Thank you for all the people who've been there from the very beginning. Uh, if you can't listen to the show in its entirely, you can always listen to the archives, go back, or you can catch us on iTunes and Stitcher.com. 
And uh, this is our eighth year here on BTR. So I want to thank everyone who's been listening to the show from the very beginning. Thank you for all your support. So how are everybody doing on this Wednesday afternoon? You know, Wednesday is hump day. You know, it, when you think of Wednesday, it's just getting closer and closer to the weekend, Friday as usual. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Meek Mills. Meek Mill is now a free man. Kind of technically, because he's still on probation, but I'll tell you about how everybody's reacting, including his celebrity friends, so that'll be coming up. Also, uh, Prince is back in the news. Uh, it's been reported that uh, there's going to be a new album of unreleased music that's going to be released in September. I'll be telling you more about it. Also, Allison Mack, actress Allison Mack, you know her from such roles as Chloe Savannah, Sullivan, I'm sorry, on Smallville. But she was arrested last Friday here in New York for alleged sex trafficking. That's right. And also, uh, we want to give our condolences to uh, DJ Avicii. Uh, he had passed away last Friday at the age of 28 of unknown causes. We'll be talking about it. Also, do you believe that the Commodores, it has been nearly 50 years since the musical genius of the Commodores had formed? And even Lionel Richie can't believe how fast the time has gone, you know? So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Hit it! All right. Well, Meek Mills is a free man. Mills left the Chester State Correctional Institution Tuesday via helicopter after the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania ruled that the lower court must immediately issue an order to release the rapper who prison sentence for violating parole has sparked national discussion out on unsecured bail. The long-awaited development comes one week after Philadelphia prosecutors said they want the rapper drug and gun convictions tossed in light of recent developments, namely accusation that his arresting officer lied under oath at his trial a decade ago. A judge presiding over the case, Janice Brinkley, has refused to free the star on bail after the prosecution's recommendation and schedule another hearing for June. In a separate statement, Mill attorney praised the court decision and doubled down on his belief that the rapper was unjustly convicted and should never have been behind bars. Mills, who real name for uh, Robert uh uh, uh, let's see, Robert Ridmeek Williams, that's Meek's mill real name, has been behind bars since November. And when Brinkley sentenced him to two to four years in prison for violating probation stemming from a 2008 drug and weapon possession conviction, his offense was popping a vehicle in New York during a music vehicle shoot in August. Various factors had sparked controversy, including the fact that Brickley had been accused of having a personal vendetta against the rapper, as well as the recent development that Mills' arresting officer and the lone witness at his trial was recently revealed to be on a do-not-testify list of potential tainted cops kept by the district attorney's office. He added that Mills will leave his stint in prison motivated to poke holes in the justice system that are there and correct them. 
and the long-awaited news that Meek Mills would finally be released from prison Tuesday was met with some serious celebration from the rapper's friend, family, and fans, of course, his beloved Philadelphia 76ers, the 30-year-old star who had been behind bars since November for violating parole, exited the Chester State Correctional Institution in Philadelphia via helicopter and headed straight to his favorite team playoff game against the Miami Heat. And this is according to the Sixers co-owner, Michael Rubin. Rubin had visited Mill earlier in the day, Tuesday, with Kevin Hart, and the pair were quick to praise their sooner-than-expected reunion with the rapper. In an Instagram on his own, Rubin wrote that he had just left his visit but was turning right back around to go pick up the rapper. Elsewhere on social media, rapper T.I. celebrated his pal release on Twitter by posting a video of a phone call he shared with the rapper. The New England Patriots also noted the milestone, sharing two photos on Twitter of Mills posing with owner Robert Kraft. Kraft had been vocal in the press about how Mills' situation should inspire criminal justice reform and even visit the rapper earlier this month. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, who was, some, who was also supportive of Mills' release, took Twitter to acknowledge the positive change that Mills' case had already inspired, something that the rapper says is now his goal to moving forward. The release of Mills, whose real name, again, is Robert Regmeek, Williams comes after the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania ordered him free on bail despite Judge Janice Brinkley ruling that he would stay behind bars earlier this month. Now, Mills was facing between two and four years stemming from a parole violation for a 2008 drug and weapon possession charge. His release was also celebrated by a slew of other famous faces, including Philadelphia Eagles strong safety Malcolm Jenkins, Carolina Panthers wide receiver Torrey Smith, and Cleveland Cavaliers shooting guard J.R. Smith. And Prince Vault is being opened again. A new album of previous Previous unreleased music from the legendary singer will be released in September. Troy Carter, whose Adam Factory oversees Prince Estate, told Variety. Last week, Prince Estate released a never-before-heard version of Nothing Compared to You, timed to the second anniversary of his death. Two new websites also launched Prince to Me, where fans can share their own memories of the Prince Purple Weight Rain singer, and a, 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 note, a, a noted uh, discography. The album is expected to be released on September 28th. I can't wait. You know, I'm a big Prince fan. Now, Prince ex-wife, she is refuting uh, recently surface assertions about uh, Shania O'Connor that Prince was violent, violent towards multiple women and regularly used drugs. Now, this is what um, Shania O'Connor claimed. Now, you know, Prince ex-wife Maddie Garcia, who was married to the pop icon from 1996 to 2000, she never experienced Prince turning violent towards her or anyone else or ever saw him take hard drugs. Now, Garcia's skepticism comes days after Carver County Sheriff's Office made documentation from an investigation into Prince's April 2016 death public, including audios from an interview between O'Connor and police. It was during that interview, which took place less than two weeks after Prince's death, that O'Connor made the claim about the Purple Rain singer's treatment of women and substance abuse. 
The Irish singer whose biggest hit, Nothing Compared to You, was written by Prince, also claimed Prince did hard drugs commonly, claiming his drug problem occurred throughout his entire life. Now, Prince died from an accidental fentanyl overdose. Garcia told TMZ she wasn't aware of Prince ever using hard drugs during their relationship. Prince's estate drops unheard version of nothing compared to you. Garcia also denied O'Connor's claim that her former husband took part in devil worship, calling that assertion ridiculously wrong. Documents and video released by the Carver County Sheriff's Office last week shed a light on Prince's struggles in the days leading up to his death. A video showed Prince entering and later leaving a medical clinic one day before he died. Now, I have to agree with um, Maddie. You never heard of Prince mistreating women. Never. He was always kind. He always took them in. He always saw the potential in them. Um, If he knew you was a star, he made you a star. You know, there wouldn't be a Karma Electra without Prince. There wouldn't have been a Vanity and a Vanity Six without Prince. There wouldn't have been an Apollonia, a Sheila E., uh, who else? Uh, Marvin Gaye's daughter. They wouldn't, all these people, you know, uh, all these people that Prince, you know, had dealt with, worked with, played with, you never heard any uh, abuse from Prince from any of these women. So, you know, and, uh, you know, this goes back to Sinead O'Connor, um, something, you know, she in the past and, in the in oh, matter of fact, just over a year ago, uh she was having some um problems she had vanished uh she was uh ranting she had posted a video on on social media ranting you know just going going she just went left so do you really believe somebody who was just a little is uh, that's a little crazy in the head or are you going to believe someone who we know for years that we are a fan of, and I'm pretty sure women who were, and even his ex-wife has said, that there never was an incident where Prince was uh, being uh, treating women badly, ever. So for her to say this, you know, but then again, you know, Shanae O'Connor is not right upstairs. She hadn't been in years, so who are you going to believe? Right now, we got 15 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. This is our eighth year here on BTR. We're very proud of it. And uh, if you want to know more about the show and you are a registered listener here on BTR, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder uh, via email or even as a registered listener, when I broadcast live, if you can't hear the show in this entirely, you can always go to uh, Stitcher.com. That's a website of over 90,000-plus radio shows and podcasts. Just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio onto the search box. You can also catch us on iTunes. You can also... Uh, Check us out on our web. Uh, sorry, on our Facebook page. That's Entertainment uh, Online Radio. Just go to Facebook.com/slash That's Entertainment Dot Radio, and uh, also don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Uh, Allison Mack, 
who is known for her role as Chloe Sullivan on Smallville, was arrested on Friday, April 20, in New York for alleged sex trafficking. Sex trafficking a conspiracy and forced labor conspiracy. She was indicted for an alleged leading role in the NX, I think this NX 1VM sex cult. Uh which lead, the leader is Keith Ranier. They were was they were arrested last late last month in Mexico, which he was arrested last, late last month. Now the U.S. Attorney Office of the Eastern District of New York stated that both Mac and Ranier was accused of branding their victims and forcing them to participate in sex acts through the various self-help programs that Ranier established within his umbrella organization, which is this. Uh, it looks like Roman numeral, numerals, uh, NX1IVM. Now, it was also said that the cult is based in Albany, New York, and has been operating in the United States, Mexico, Canada, and South America. Now, Allison Mack, she recruited, allegedly recruited women to join what was uh, purported to be a female mentorship group that was in fact created and led by Keith Grin, uh, Rainier. Now the victim were then exploited both sexually and for their labor to the defendant benefit. Now the statement also claimed, according to an alleged in the indictment, that Mac was allegedly one of the women in the first level of the pyramid immediately below Rainier. She was said to have slaves underneath her and was accused of directly or implicitly required two women to engage in sexual activity with Rainier in exchange for this. Mac received financial and other benefits from Rainier. The actress is said to be arraigned on Friday before United States Magistrate Judge Cheryl L. Polak, while Rainier's arrangement hasn't been determined yet. Should she be convicted, both Mac and Rainier will each face mandatory minimum sentence to life in prison. And according to Page Six, Mac pled not guilty. However, a, represent, uh, represent, uh, a representative for Mac declined to comment on the arrest. Now, Mac previously addressed her connection with Rainier in her website, and this is what she said. She said, quote, over the course of several years, Mr. Rainier mentoring Allison in her studies of acting and music. That's what the website stated. In addition to starring on Smallville, Mac previously appeared on FX, Wilfred, and Fox the following. And you know who also got caught up in this alleged uh, ring? Actress, British act, actress Catherine Oxenberg, who was also who played on Dynasty. So it's crazy, and this took took place here in our state, here in New York. So, and the grieving family of DJ Avicii has released a second statement in light of the popular Swedish DJ Dev, thanking fans for their continued support and for, for celebrating his life. The wake-up musician, whose real name was Tim Bergling, died Friday in Omen at 28 of unknown causes. The music world was plunged into mourning Friday at the, at the news of Avicii's death, which came unexpectedly two years after he decided to retire from touring, citing health problems. The star suffered from acute pancreatitis, which he blamed on years of excessive drinking, and had his gallbladder and appendix removed in 2014. The tributes quickly poured in with musician, musicians expressing sorrow for the man, frequently cited as a major 
major influence and inspiration for everyone from Strelick and the Chainsmokers to Nile Roger and Dwala Lipa. Now, many used the stage to grieve, including Norwegian DJ Kygo, who dedicated part of his set at Coachella to the star, and Nick Jonas, who performed an acoustic version of one of Avicii's biggest hit, Wake Me Up, at a concert in Ohio. Meanwhile, fans in his native Sweden gathered uh, in mass in Stockholm Saturday to honor Avicii with a moment of silence and subsequent dance party. Authorities in Oman, where Avicii was staying at a local resort, has said have said they do not suspect foul play in his death. Sources told TMZ that the star friend and family had expressed concern in recent months that his alcoholism, which he claimed to have kicked back in 2013, had spiraled out of control and would eventually kill him. And Derek Fisher scored a new fiancé, the former Knicks head coach, who got engaged to Gloria Govan, uh, 33, on April 7th after more than two years of dating. The longtime Los Angeles Laker proposed to the ex-basketball wives L.A. star during a get-together at their Los Angeles area residence. Their relationship was a source of considerable controversy in October 2015 after Gavin's uh, ex-husband, Matt Barnes, then a forward for the Memphis Grizzlies, and Fisher got into a physical altercation after Barnes learned of the romance. Now, Barnes, who has twin sons with Gavin, drove from Santa Barbara to Los Angeles at the time to confront Fisher, and they appear to have settled their differences since, as Barnes congratulated Fisher and Gavin on their upcoming nuptials. Now, Fisher is a five-time NBA champion with the Lakers, was married to his first wife, Candace, with whom he has four kids for 11 years before finalizing their divorce in 2016. He was fired in the middle of his second season as Knicks head coach after leading the team to combine 40-96 to record. And Lionel Richard, he can't believe it's nearly 50 years since his multi hit band, The Commodores, formed, and he's hoping to mark the anniversary with a reunion. The music legend, who's now 68, would like his old group members to get back together, but feel it won't be the same since keyboardist Millen Williams died of cancer in 2006. Richie joined the Commodores in 1968 as a singer and saxophonist. The band started out as a supporting act for the Jackson 5 before coming into their own as a soul band with hits like Machine Gun, Brick House, Easy, and Three Times a Lady. Richie, who went on to a solo career that included hits like Hello, said he had a mini Commodores reunion in New Zealand when he recently toured there and caught up with bass player Ronald LaPred. The Grammy winner seemed a little shocked that it's been half a century since the band was formed. The father of three, whose daughter Sophia is dating Kourtney Kardashian's ex Scott Disick, said that that welcoming his son Miles in 1994 helped him enormously. Richie will be performing at the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival on May 3rd and at the Zappos Theater in Las Vegas in August. He's also a judge on American Idol alongside Katy Perry and Luke Bryan. And Robin's sick girlfriend, April Love Geary, hit back at critics who shamed her for sharing an intimate breastfeeding photo of their two-month-old daughter, Mia. 
Geary, who's 23, branded British reality star Chanel Hayes a hypocrite hours after the 30-year-old criticized Geary's Instagram post, which featured her nursing little Mia with a full face of makeup. Geary did not take the criticism sitting down and quickly responded to Hayes' tweet by sharing a photo of the reality star bearing her own breasts in an old photo shoot. Hayes, uh, Hayes later defended herself on Twitter, saying that she didn't think women should have to breastfeed in private, but that she did not understand the urge to share photos. Gary shared the photo that started it all on Saturday with the caption, quote, Mom picked by baby daddy, Robin Sick. The image featured Gary breasts and a, sh- a shoddy attempt at covering one of her nipples with a black X. She shared a second breastfeeding photo to her Instagram story Monday, though her breast was not visible in the shoot. Harry Anderson, who's best known for his portrayal of Judge Harry Stone on Night Course, died last week on April 16 of a stroke. Now, Anderson's official cause of death was listed as cardioembolic cerebrovascular accident, or a stroke that is pumping unwanted substances in the brain, according to the death certificate obtained by TMZ. Both the flu and heart disease was listed as contributing factors in his death. The 65-year-old actor who became a breakout on Saturday Night Live in the early 80s was found dead in his home by his wife on Monday. She told 911 that his body was cold and that he had suffered from a number of strokes earlier this year, according to TMZ. The Rhode Island native began his career with small roles on tail from the dark side and the dark side in the 1980s. Night Court was by far his best-known role as he portrayed Stone for nine seasons and earned three Emmy nominations. He later had roles on Cheers and 30 Rock, as well as 12 appearances on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, where he showed off his magic skills. And... uh, Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and pop culture. If Again, if you like the show or if you want to make a comment about any of the stories that I mentioned on today's show, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656. Six and press the number one. I don't know if you guys uh, are you guys familiar with this song? That's the song to uh, uh, Conjunction Junction from the popular Saturday night, uh, sorry, Saturday morning program, Schoolhouse Rock. Well, the musician Bob DeRoe, who taught generations of children their multiplication tables and the history of the American Revolution via the hit cartoon series Schoolhouse Rock, he died Monday of natural causes in Bethel, Pennsylvania. Uh, he was 94. Uh, the Arkansas-born Texas-bred Thoreau kicked off by his career by playing in high school bands and later in a special service army band unit as an arranger. He was also a saxophonist and a pianist. 
1949, he headed to New York City to attend Columbus University after a brief stunt at the University of North Texas, but instead embraced a full-time music career, putting out his own record in 1956 and recorded two collaborations with the legendary Miles Davis. And it wasn't until 1971 that Thoreau's legacy would be cemented, according to his biographer, Biography. He was that. That was that year that the musician received a commission to set the multiplication table to music by a New York advertising executive who noticed that his son was struggling with his math homework. The assignment resulted in Three is a Magic Number. It paid the way to Schoolhouse Rock, which originally aired on ABC from 1973 to 1985. The series with Darrow as a musical director was a hit. And again, some of his famous numbers include this song right here, Conjunction Junction, I'm Just a Bill, and Lolly, 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 Get Your Adverbs Here. The series was revived for six years in the 90s, and Darrow released three albums that day. His final record, but for now, came out in 2015. Right now, we got 28 minutes after the hour. Coming up, we're going to be talking about Bill Cosby and his defense. Uh, they delivered a fiery closing argument about the sex abuse trial yesterday. I'll tell you more about it. And Kevin Hart is the subject of J. Cole's new music video. And But remember the uh, Madonna had these letters and personal items that belonged to her, but they were sold at an auction? Well, apparently she didn't win because apparently she... Uh, wanted to get back all those personal items, and including a letter that Tupac had wrote her about their romance and why they couldn't be together. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere. I'm just trying to get to heaven, hope you got a ticket for me, huh? I've been sending 
the prayers, I need feedback. Hands full of sin, can someone delete that? My pants got muddy, I feel like my feet trapped. Can you give me the strength now to beat that? All these for your own, please. One day be even know me. Counting down every moment. That I wait for you, I wait for you. One day be even know
drug constant with three bill, uh, three blue pills he referred to as your friends and molested a former Temple University employee as she lay helplessly on a couch in his suburban Philadelphia mansion in 2004. He was arrested in December of 2015 just as the 12-year statute of limitation in the case was about to expire. Only one additional accuser was allowed to testify at Cosby's first trial in the same Norristown, Pennsylvania courthouse last year. At his second trial, the judge allowed prosecutors to call five other women who testified Cosby drugged and sexually assaulted them during the 1980s. One was ex-supermodel Janice Dickerson, who told the jury that Cosby drugged and raped her in a Lake Tahoe, Tahoe area hotel room in 1982. Cosby did not take the stand in his own defense. And amid speculations about Clay uh, Crawford, the inappropriate behavior on the set of the Lethal Weapons show, the star issued an apology for his action. Crawford, who played Mel Gibson Martin Riggs in the reboot of the 1987 movie, admitted that he had been reprimanded twice during his last season of the Fox uh, show. Now, once he said he reacted with anger over unsafe work conditions and went through studio-appointed therapy. He also said he shared a sizable portion of his paycheck with one of the people involved. Now, the second incident Crawford claimed happened when another actor felt unsafe because of a falling uh, shrapnel. Now, the actor wrote in a statement on Instagram, he said, quote, I absolutely love, respect, and care for my crew and cast and would never intentionally jeopardize so many jobs. Moreover, I love the process of making film and television. I appreciate and respect the work of everyone involved. It takes a village. I'm incredibly sorry if my passion for doing good work has ever made anyone feel less than comfortable on our set or feel less then celebrated for their effort. Furthermore, I apologize to all the crews and cast for this negative attention. Lethal Weapon is receiving because of this incident, of, of, of these incidents, of, unquote. Fox has not yet renewed Lethal Weapon for a third season despite high viewership, and Crawford behavior has been speculated as a possible cause of hesitation from the network. And Kevin Hart, Hart is the subject of J. Cole's new music video. The comedian very public cheating scandal that played out in the media in September is the subject of J. Cole's song, Kevin Hart, and Hart himself starred in the music video about his own life. Hart, who's 38, portrayed himself in the five-minute long clip where he's, sh- he's shopping at a supermarket and being stared at, about, stared at by a number of women who have heard the story. And he, as he gets into his in his car to leave the parking lot, he hears news broadcasts about his infidelities and turns the radio down, shaking his head. The deeply personal video also shows him purchasing a baby carriage in a department store. Hart's actual child with wife Aniko Parrish Kenzo was born in November. Through it all, Hart still showed his sense of humor in the clip, just like he had in the actual aftermath of the drama. Hart admitted cheating on his pregnant wife, Parrish, who he wed in 2016, nearly seven months ago after a woman claimed to have a sexual provocative video of her affair with the Jumanji star. And an opioid addiction 
may have previously landed Kanye West in the hospital, according to the a Hot 97 host who had a connection to the hip-hop star. Ebro in the Morning host, Ebro Darden, said that on his radio show Monday that West, in a recent phone conversation, referred to being addicted to opioids. He went to uh, he went on to talk about that uh, Kanye went on to talk about that nobody really showed him showed up for him, or showed him for, showed love for him when he was addicted to opioids and in the hospital. So in in other words, they really never showed up and helped him see if he was how he was doing while he was in the hospital. Now Ebroy Ebroy. He did not provide a time frame for when West, who called into the show Tuesday, allegedly went through his addiction battle. The rapper was uh, hospitalized in November 2016. That highly publicized hospitalization was believed at the time to be the result of exhaustion and dehydration, with TMZ also reporting that the rapper had been battling depression and paranoia. Now, opioids were not previously reported to be a factor. A rep for West did not immediately respond Respond to a request for comment. Now, Ebroy said that he was initially speaking over the phone with one of West's friends after the All of the Lights rapper sparked controversy by tweeting his praise for divisive common, uh, conservative conservative commentator Candace Owen, who has criticized the Black Lives Matter movement. The radio personality says that West then got on the phone and then, and they began to discuss a number of topics, including the hospitalization. Now, Darden also said that West told him during the interview that he loves Donald Trump. West did not address any of the controversies. Instead, West simply told Ebro he was just calling to say, I love you. Now, West returned to Twitter early this month after nearly a year away. His tweet Sunday, which read, I love the way Candace Owens thinks, was condemned by many of his followers, while Owens and several other conservative personalities have embraced West's recent tweets. The rapper met with President Trump in December 2016 to discuss what he described on Twitter as multicultural issues, including bullying, supporting teachers, modernizing uh, curriculums, and violence in Chicago. He later deleted his tweets about the meeting with Trump, and TMZ reported in early 2017 that West was displeased with the start of Trump presidency. Now, West also recently ended his working relationship with prominent, talented managers Scooter Braun, according to The Blast, as well as several of his music attorneys. West had reportedly wanted each of them to work exclusively for his Yeezy brand, but they had declined. I'm telling you, Kanye West has has not been the same since his mother passed away. And we really can't put the blame on the Kardashians, I think personally, ever since his mom had passed, he never hasn't been right since. Um, as far as his music, you know, he is a genius, but for some reason, it's like the quality of his music has went down. Uh, remember last year when he had that? He was ranting on. Uh, he was on tour, his Pablo tour, and he just went off and he ranted about how Jay Z was never there. He never called him when uh, Kim was robbed. Uh, in in France, remember they had robbed her of her ring, and uh, she, she was afraid that they were going to kill her. And nobody reached out to him, especially Jay Z. He thought he would have been the one person because you know they had worked together recently before that. So I don't know. And now he's talking about he's going on social media 
talking about Trump and praising this right-wing conservative issues. And, and remember Kanye at one time had said that he wanted to run for president and I don't know. It's just I just think that I don't think Kanye West is right. I I don't think he's right in the head. I think he's starting to show some issues, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised that he might have some mental issues of his own. And it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Right now we ha- we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another break, and when I come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
That was the latest from Ariana Grande and No Tears Left to Cry. Right now we have here, we have about uh, 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories, Madonna, The <laughs> this is a very interesting story. Madonna uh, letter and other personal items belonging to her, they can now be sold at an auction. And this is according to the Manhattan Supreme Court, who the judge who ruled on Monday. The material girl had sued her former friend, Darlene Lutz, and got to have it online auction house last July to prevent Lutz from profiting off of Madonna's letters, cassettes, tapes, and photos. Her uh, her used brush and satin panties were among the items that she temporarily prevented from going up for bid through the lawsuit. Now, on Monday, Justice Gerald Libowitz uh, ruled the, that under a 2004 kiss-off agreement with Lutz, uh, Madge, who we all know is Madonna's mate, uh, nickname, she forfeited her right to claw back her private items. Now, she also waited too long to sue over the belongings that had long been out of her possession. Now, Madonna had said she didn't realize the items were no longer in her possession until she saw a press coverage of the auction. She had described some of the items as highly confidential and embarrassing. The auction site said that they knew from the beginning that they would prevail. In the letter that she Tupac Shakur wrote to the Queen of Pop in 1995, he blamed their breakup on society perception of a black man dating an older white woman. He was shot to death the following year. Last year, before the lawsuit, the opening bid for the letter was $100,000. Fans can place their bid again in July when the items go back on sale. Lawyers for Madonna did not return any calls or comments. That's a shame. And, uh, you know, I remember this story because I remember that uh, there was this rumor that Tupac and Madonna were getting really close, and she was into him. And uh, he was, according to the rumor, he was into her too, but he he knew about his fan base. He knew that his background and where he came from, that – Society and his own fan base wouldn't have had to accepted it. So, rapper Belly was involved in a physical altercation with uh, Coachella security guards Friday, just hours after his own set at the Hip California Music Festival. Uh, the musician, who was making his way from the sound booth to a VIP area near the stage at the weekend, one of his frequent collaborators was performing. According to the video obtained by TMZ, it was then that a uh, melee erupted and Belly was apparently punched in the face by multiple guards. The fight lasted several seconds, but no police report was filed as the squabble had settled by the time the cops arrived, and this is according to the gossip site. Now, the rapper, whose real name is Hamad Balshi, alluded to the fight on social media, but declared no negative BS could bring him down. Belly records under... uh, records under Jay-Z's label Rock Nation as well as the Weekend's label XO and has co-written trackers for the singer and Beyonce, including the Oscar-nominated Earn It. Reps for Belly and Coachella did not immediately respond to a request for comment. 
and it's been decades since Eminem touched alcohol or drugs. As an impressive milestone, the star marked on Twitter, the Lose Yourself rapper celebrated uh, this past Saturday night with a close-up photo of his sobriety coin. Eminem, whose real name is Marsha Mather, has been vocal about his decision to get clean when he previously revealed what what was inspired by the promise of getting to see his three children grow up. The rapper told Rolling Stone in 2011 that the, that the more his star began to rise, the more his drug use did too, and that it became problematic around the time he filmed 2002's Eight Mile. He credited the daunting 16-hour workday with sparking an ambient addiction, which quickly opened the gates to other prescription drugs. Still, as he explained in the 2012 documentary How to Make Money Selling Drugs, he remained unconvinced that his drug use was anything serious. Eminem overdosed on methadone in December of 2007 and landed near death in the hospital, but it wasn't until a post-hospitalization relapse that he finally decided to get sober. Eminem chronicled his relapse in the 2009 album Relapse. He released his later album Revival in December. And a Manhattan judge warned a serial stalker to never, ever, ever go near Taylor Swift's house again. Judge Herbert Moses issued a new order of protection against Roger Alvarado, who broke into Swift's Soho townhouse Friday for the second time. Prosecutors say Alvarado, after using a ladder to enter the empty house, took a shower and passed out on a couch. Cops and Swift security team walked in on the, super, uh, the stalker while he was sleeping a few hours later. He was charged with stalking, burglary, criminal mischief, and criminal trespass. Alvarado already has an order of protection in place following his February 13 arrest for throwing a shovel through the pop star front door. The suspect blew off a March 27 hearing for that arrest. Moses order Alvarado held on $50,000 bond. And the video Music Awards will return to Radio City Music Hall for the 2018 ceremony. Radio City has hosted the show 12 times, including the inaugural 1984 ceremony. The VMAs had been held in New York 16 times, but left for Los Angeles in 2017 before returning home. The show will bring in approximately $50 million in economic benefits. The VMAs will also move to Monday nights following a similar transition by the MTV Movie and TV Awards and the Primetime Emmy Awards. The ceremony will air on August 20th. And I'd like to congratulate uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton on the birth of their new baby boy, another prince. Uh, We still don't know the name. Uh, Apparently, uh, Kate Middleton was only in the hospital for about seven hours, gave birth, and she was on her way home. But according to uh, I guess how the way they do it in Britain is that if, if the mother has a, a, a vaginal birth and has all the elements of uh, help and all the things that she needs at home, they can be released from the hospital early. Whereas here in the United States, I think it's only two days, two to three days if you give a birth vaginal and five days uh, if you have a cesarean. Also, uh, I also want to congratulate, uh, you know, for all you Dancing with the Star fans, the 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 celebrities that, 
I'm trying to think of it. it uh, he was on the Shark Tank. Uh, oh yes, Robert Herjavec and the dancer Kim Johnson. They gave birth to twins. Uh, they really got their hands full because uh, they they the twins came on Monday, April 23rd, and they took the Instagram to reveal the names uh, of the babies. Uh, and Robert he announced through a Post of a black and white snap of the babies that they named the children Hudson Robert Herjavec and Haven May Herjavec. The couple little boy takes his middle name from his father while his sister takes her middle name from Kim's grandmother. And uh, you can see the babies in the picture. They all sleeping soundly in the close-up picture. And uh, they, they're adorable. Uh, meanwhile, um, they were born like... Between like on April twenty third at seven forty four seven forty five in the morning, and uh, I know they're static, but uh, you know the two of them met as you know he, he uh, Robert was Kim's partner on Dancing with the Stars on season twenty in twenty fifteen. The fifty five year old businessman proposed to the four year old pro dancer in February 2016, he popped the big question with a 6.5 carat ring, and on July 31st of the same year, they made things official by tying the knot in a ceremony held in Los Angeles that was attended by family and friends. And uh, Dancing with the Stars dancer Derek Huff and Mark Ballas, Judge Carrie Ann Anaba, as well as the former contestants like Joey Fantone, Donnie Osmond, and Lance Bass, they were among the guests. And uh, they announced their pregnancy on December 11th via Instagram, and that's when they had shared the baby sonogram and everything. So, But Robert... He has two daughters, Caprice and Sky, and a son named Brent, uh, Brendan with his ex-wife, Diane Pleese. Uh They were married from 1990 to 2014. So congratulations to uh, them. And... Uh, I I know you guys heard about the Waffle House massacre that occurred, um, but actors Christian Davis, who we know from Sex and the City, Busy Phillips, and John Cryer, they have donated money to a Tennessee man who helped to bring the weekend restaurant massacre to an end. James Shaw Jr. was hailed a hero after managing to wrestle the assault rifle from the shooter, Travis Rinking, at the open fire in a Waffle House diner in Nashville earlier on Sunday, April 22nd, killing four people. The suspect fled the scene but was tracked down on Monday and has since been taken into custody. The news coverage of the tragedy inspired reporter Yashar Ali to launch a GoFundMe campaign for Shaw Jr. on Monday night, and well-wishers have flocked to donate cash to thank the man for his efforts. Sex and the City star Christian and two-and-a-half-man actor John each handed over $500, while former Dawson Creek actress Busy pleaded 1000 pledged 1000 helping the crowdfunding site soar to more than $54,000 within its first 12 hours online. It is not known what the money will be used for, but the campaign creator suggests Shaw should use it to start a college fund for his daughter. Right now, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. 
and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.